Hello, everyone. Time for another Code Pen Radio. This is 368, and I have an absolute Code Pen must follow for all of you. It's Leah Rosama. How you doing, Leah? Thanks for joining me on Code Pen Radio. Hi, nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. You are. Uh, we're. Uh, I know this is an audio podcast, but as we record, we get to do video, and you're sitting in apparently a new to you co working space there in Hamburg, Germany, right? Yeah, it's in the middle of the center of Germany, of Hamburg. And yes, yeah, it's, it's very nice. It's uh, a historical building near the Rödingsmarkt. Yeah, it's a really nice location over here. Um, there was a happy hour uh, and they had a lot of margaritas upstairs. <laughs> Nice. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I heard so, you're celebrating because it's a it's a was a good week for you, and you've you've just started a new job. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, yeah, in the start of the week, I was at the um, headquarter in Stuttgart. So I had a, a nice travel via trains through whole Germany. So like from the very north of Hamburg to uh, the very southy um, Stuttgart. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was a nice trip to it. And uh, there we had uh, two welcome days and where we learned everything about the company and yeah, everything all organizational. I got my uh, laptops and stuff and also learned about the company culture and stuff. What's the company? Can you tell us? Yeah, it's uh, Novatech GmbH. Um, it's um, you may have heard of it maybe uh, when you follow Anna McDougall, who is an opera singer who uh, switched to full-stack JavaScript development. And wow. she's gone viral. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, she was the person who recommended me to the, or uh, connected me to the recruiting team. And uh, we had a match. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'd love to see her get really mad at JavaScript. And just, <laughs> oh, <I don't> <laughs> uh, I'm sure that's the most cliche joke that she's ever heard, but I had to do it. Um, okay, well, great. It, so your work on, I mean, I could talk to you about any number of things, I'm sure, but the, uh, uh, you're incredibly prolific on CodePen. Loads of, loads of creative work. And it sounds like you're very... Uh, you just love it. Just love digital art and 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 all the things around it. And you're just an all around front end developer. So, I mean, I I hope that's still true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's still true. So, uh, unfortunately, I didn't have much time in the last uh, in the last month because uh, I had a lot of things to do with the recruiting stuff and getting the right. new job and interviews all the time <laughs> yeah i suppose i mean that's okay though you have a lifetime of work here to 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 draw from maybe we could start with like what you what's your like most recent uh is it, 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 it I, I have to bring up shaders because i'm just so interested in them they seem they seem so exotic to me you know <laughs> in this like i don't understand what i'm looking at but usually the results from them are just outstandingly incredible so i i couldn't even if i was forced to on this podcast describe exactly what a shader even is i'm not sure i could do it so maybe i could get you to do it <laughs> 
Yeah, um, so the last thing I worked on was uh, my shader art web component, um, which I uh, put open source on GitHub. And uh, yeah, the, the last thing I, I did is uh, implementing WebGL2 support. So uh, I can also use uh, all advantages of the new uh, WebGL version. So um, WebGL1 has a lot of uh, some limitations. So like uh, you can't loop through a loop where the end is not constant, like uh, <laughs> things like that. And hmm. um, there are also a lot of new features in WebGL 2, like 3D textures. And uh, yeah, this is a, a very exciting, uh, also new for me to explore. And yeah, so my approach is building a little library and um, dabble around with it. And Yeah, uh, what's the library? So it's a web component, meaning you use it. Is it the one that's digital dash art is that the one or is it a different one uh it is shader shader dash art so like shader can, dash art okay you can npm install shader dash art and uh, then you have a shader art dot register and then you can use this shader art tag in your html put yeah. uh, some shader code in it and uh, it renders the thing on a canvas the canvas is created for you. Oh, nice. So it saves you some of that boilerplate where you have to make a canvas and give it an ID and then select the canvas and all that. that these are the kind of things the the web component is doing. What, what else does it um, does it help with, would you say? It also has some uh, plug-in interface where you can plug in uh, more features. Like um, there's a... Yeah, there's a texture plugin where you can say, okay, I need a bunch of textures from uh, maybe placekitten.com and I want to use them in my shader. Um, there's also uh, one ongoing thing I'm working on is a webcam plugin where, where I can uh, use the webcam input and use them in the shader. Um, yeah, there is also a uniform plugin where I can... Uh, plug in dot GUI, which is a GUI for um, setting values from JavaScript. Yeah, and then, right. uh, then it goes into the shader. <laughs> and um, Oh, nice. Because shaders are, they're doing such creative stuff. I mean, it seems like the sky's the limit with what a shader can do. But it's doing stuff, I don't know, you, you mentioned the, the texture plug-in. And yeah. place kitten. It looks like from the npm docs, you can click over to an example that happens to be on CodePen. That's pretty cool, where it it places an img tag of a place kitten, and then you in the JavaScript pull down the web component, pull down the texture plugin, register the plugin, and then you know there's some magic in the HTML <laughs> that I would love to understand a little more. But script tags with some pretty interesting looking JavaScript in it. And then the end result is, you know, this little kitten graphic with the pixels appear to be <laughs> waving. And you're like, what is even happening? You know, it's an, an incredible result. I don't even, what is, can you, how about we could talk about some of the JavaScript that makes it work? So it, it does end up as a canvas ultimately, but it uses WebGL, which is part of a canvas. And can you walk me through how some of it even works yeah of course so um so one thing it basically does is um 
In WebGL, you always have to provide some kind of geometry, and I am per default providing a very simple geometry, uh, which is a plane with four mm -hmm. coordinates, just filling out the full canvas, like uh, minus one, one is as uh, a minus one one is the top left corner okay. <laughs> of the screen, and uh, so one yeah, one is one. the top right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Meaning zero zero is the middle, I guess. Yeah, and with these these coordinates, like uh, you need two triangles basically, and with these two triangles, I make up a plane. And um, yeah, this is a, a geometry that that I define automatically mm -hmm. for uh, yeah for the shader, and then. This, this is the JavaScript part. So, like, uh, the JavaScript part is here is the, the two triangles and draw the two triangles with these shaders. And then uh, there are these script tags inside as a web components. Uh, one is the yep. vertex shader and one is the fragment shader. Uh, so the vertex shader can further process these geometry coordinates so like um, apply some perspective to it stuff like that right per default i just pass them on so like uh, i don't do nothing with those those coordinates in the vertex shader and uh, just say okay this, these are my my points for these two triangles and then there's this fragment shader and the task of the fragment shader is to fill these two triangles with colors and it's a crazy thing because uh, this is a main function in this fragment shader, and this is called in parallel for each pixel. So, like, oh. massive multi-processing happening on the GPU. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, I didn't realize that. So, that main function runs on every pixel. Yeah, this main function oh, wow. runs on every pixel on the on the canvas. And uh, yeah, in parallel, so highly pro uh, parallel process, uh, pro yeah, parallel processing. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's why it's so fast, so fucking fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So you don't see any of the like, you don't see a for loop that loops over all the pixels. That's just like implied or something. And the main function doesn't even take any parameters. It just knows what. The fragment core. It has some uh, some param uh, parameters. Uh, you get the x y coordinate of the pixel, mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah. So then you can um, yeah return a color <laughs> dependent on this yeah this position. Then you can also pass multiple other things like uh, maybe the mouse position or count up a frame counter or use a time variable. And that let us count up. Yeah, yeah. And this is how uh, yeah animating things work <laughs> in this shader component. Uh, so there's also a time uniform variable provided automatically in my shader art component, which you can oh, use. Oh, that helps with movement and timing. Yeah, so yeah. Like uh, yeah, building some simple animations. Yeah, like. Apply well, sign nice. to it, and uh, and then you have blinking, <laughs> blinking stuff. <laughs>
Well, that's cool. Yeah, I think maybe what looks inscrutable about it is some of that. Like, it looks like it's typed, too. Like, if you're going to have a float, the statements are, like, float T, which is you'd see in, like, literally C or Go or something. Interesting. uh, So so the main struggle is, um, yeah, it is exactly a lot like C or C++. You have... Mm -hmm. uh, float variables and uh, it's everything typed. Uh, You have also some uh, vector types. Um, The awesome thing is it has some built-in stuff like matrix multiplication. You don't have to code this yourself. So like this this is just built-in like cross product, dot product, matrix multiplication, stuff Mm. like this is built-in inside this language. And you can just use, uh, yeah, just use it and don't care about it. Just use it. <laughs> That's funny that it's actually, the language is designed to be easy to use, despite the when you look at the code, it's a little bit like, wow, what is happening? It's actually doing a lot for you. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, the, the only thing I, I struggle a lot with is <laughs> semicolons. So, like, uh, they are mandatory oh. in this language. And, uh, yeah, this is why... I, always put semicolons also in my JS code because if I wouldn't, then I would forget them in my GLSL code. (laughs) Oh, gosh. That's wild. (laughs) This episode of CodePen Radio is brought to you by JS Nation Conference 2022. Evan Yu, Kyle Simpson, Eddie Osmani, Sarah Drasner, just a few of the speakers coming this year to JS Nation, a two-day conference focusing exclusively on the JavaScript ecosystem. Super cool. It's a hybrid format, so it's both remote and in person, whatever you want to do. If you're going in person, it's an Amsterdam. If you're going in remote, you can go from anywhere in the world that you want. Now, go buy a ticket for it. It's coming up June 16th is the first day, so watch for that. It's about a month away, maybe a little less as you're listening to this. And if you buy a ticket, use the coupon code CODEPEN to get 10% off. Meet the stars of the JavaScript scene by going to JS Nation. Thanks so much for the support. It's going to be awesome. I've been trying to, 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 to learn Go, like every day do little exercises and learn how we're using it at CodePen and, uh, you know, write network functions in it and stuff. And it doesn't use semicolons, even though in our JavaScript we we do all the time, but it doesn't mean there's no semicolons in the language. <laughs> Sometimes the language uses it and, yeah, it messes with my brain. But f- fortunately, the, the like, the when I'm writing in VS Code, the auto formatting of it, you know, takes over and generally does a good job of it. Yeah, it's wild, though. It had me thinking about looking at this code. It had me thinking about all these other, you know, I'm not very comfortable in Go, but, you know, sometimes I have to write a regex or look at a bash script or look at (laughs) nginx config. And I was like, man, there's so many different languages that we sometimes have to deal with as web developers that are so strange SVG filters and even the <laughs> SVG syntax altogether, or just the D syntax in SVG, how it can draw curves and stuff is so strange. But is it kind of fun? Do you, does you, you've done enough of these shaders that I'm sure looking at most shaders is it doesn't look strange for you anymore? It's 
kind of normal by now. So like, uh, still uh, requires some uh, thinking. Like, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. But I always, uh, I always need, uh, yeah, always use resources like uh, Book of Shaders by Patricio Gonzalez Vivo. Uh, awesome, uh, awesome resource when you want to look up certain functions. Ooh. Like um, there are some built-in functions inside the shader language, like a step function, which is uh, very important uh, to reduce ifs inside the shader code. Um, so okay. you can look every GLSL function uh, inside Book of Shaders. There's a glossary, and there you can just look all the things up. So uh, there's also uh, something like a graph, uh, which tells you, okay, when you put in this value, you get that out of it. And this is just awesome in this site. And um, yeah, what, what nice. I also use a lot is uh, the resources by Inigo Kiles. Um, he also has a, a YouTube channel where he um, explains all the math behind uh, the arts he does. So, like, uh, there's a great explanation about well, uh, how um, drawing circles with the shader work or drawing mm. yeah, several, all kinds of shapes, like uh, line segments and uh, he also has great videos about it uh, and where he explains it all, how the math behind work. And yeah, it's uh, also good math training. So like <laughs> you don't have to uh, be good at math to start at shaders, but you get better while doing it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. And you have so many of these examples. It's so cool. I'm sure other people would say, oh, I look at, Leia's examples. <laughs> That's how I get started. Um, what, where do the uh, ideas come? You know, at a at a higher level, like what attracts you to to working with that particular medium? And I know that's not all you do. You have all kinds of other examples too. But um, is it like just a desire to use that particular technology, or does it allow you to express an idea in the way that you want to? Um, it's it's mostly f fun idea, like. Uh, yeah, like it's it's a form of relaxing, like thinking up really thinking up stuff, and uh, yeah, it's a form of uh, relaxing for me. So like, uh, yeah, thinking up different kinds of things, like also trying out new things. Like um, what I also really liked was building a space sky with shaders using noise and. Uh, there's really cool things you can you can do all kinds of graphics just by using a noise function, and uh, this noise. makes it mm -hmm. this makes it so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I get you. That stuff can it can really be fun. Although I'm not sure I'm at the level where this type of work would would feel relaxing to me. But there is other you know types of coding work for me that that do feel very. <clears throat> I don't know, chill in that way. You know, I wish I could give that gift to people because it's so clearly like it's, you know, it's engages your brain and it opens doors for you and it, it makes you think of other creative things you want to do. It turns you into a maker a little bit. It's like, I, I get that some people just want to like sit down and watch TV or something and no, 
no shade on watching a sh- TV. I watch TV <laughs> all the time, you know, like that's a nice way to relax too. But if that's all you ever do to relax, I feel like it's not, you're not getting as much out of life as you could be if you are just, if even in your relaxing time, you're using his brain as much as you do. <laughs> I also like to go for a walk. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I'm not saying you have to be productive at all seconds, <laughs> but it's it's cool to be able to do something with your brain that also feels relaxing. I was just in a in a Discord chat with somebody who was looking at a like a slider plugin and they call it was called Splide, S P L I D E J S dot com. And it's neat, you know, it's like there's a million carousel plugins in the world, but sometimes you know, there's some that are better than others or use more modern technologies than others do. It's, they seem to come and go, you know. And this one had a one of the ways that looks like they're trying to monetize it is where one of the transitions between the slides in the carousel is uh, is like a shader. I'll link it in the in the uh, Riverside chat there. And it looks so it looks so neat. I I, I you know. I only just bring it up to see if you had any thoughts on it or anything, but it, it's interesting when you see a shader be like an upsell, you know, like that. It's such an interesting idea that it's like you could be, you can use it, use its interestingness as a as a way to make money. <laughs> I don't know. It's cool. That's nice. <laughs> I must have a look at it. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, one image to another, and they melt into each other. It's so cool. Yeah, I was also thinking of uh, experimenting more, um, more like uh, more towards some uh, page transition stuff. Um, yeah, also right. working on uh, some kind of uh, yeah relaunch for my website and uh, like build some showcase and uh, yeah, also wanted to build some transitions into it <laughs> and maybe yeah, some some carousel like like this maybe <laughs> maybe yeah yeah can you do it with the dom i mean i get that you can like feed an image to canvas but can you feed like typography like a div to webgl in which to do its stuff on yeah that's that's really a bit difficult because um yeah, everything you have to uh, provide to WebGL needs to be in an image format. So, uh, yeah, that's that's quite difficult to it. <laughs> oh, I see. And there's no, like, snapshot API in the browser, really. You'd be like, give me an image of this div is, is not really a thing, right? Yeah, yeah there, there are some, uh, yeah, some ways are maybe use vector formats. Uh, there, uh, you ask... Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, maybe. I think of like Puppeteer, how you can get an image out of that, but it doesn't really run in the browser. Yeah, my, my uh, approach was basically also uh, use something like Puppeteer to uh, uh, make a bunch of screenshots for my works and basically use them as uh, carousel images. And yeah, one also one uh, thing I considered was uh, yeah, I have this web component shader art and apply mm-hmm. some CSS 3D transforms to it. Yeah, this oh, could also wow. work. <laughs> Maybe. Right. Oh, geez. <laughs> I have to try this. <laughs> yeah, you should try that. Because, you know, you think of like, okay, it's you do everything in Canvas, but I never really thought of then taking the Canvas and applying additional 
stuff on top of it with CSS, but why not? It would work. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's cool. And you, you know, it looks like, I don't know, I'm, I'm just looking at some of my favorites that I bookmark here. You have one from, sorry, to, hopefully I don't mean to blindside you with, with old pens that aren't loaded up in your brain or anything at the <laughs> moment, but you did one with halftone circles. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> That's, uh, it uses, it's canvas, but it's got, it's using green sock inside of it. Nice reminder that green sock works on all kinds of stuff, including WebGL, apparently. Yeah, you can use the scroll wheel to change the image of the, uh, of the animation. <laughs> yeah. Now that's digital art, if you ask me. That like you work like just it's just beautiful just just to watch. You know, if it was on a big monitor in a arena, you'd be like, wow, that's a beautiful piece of art. But because it's on the web and we have other inputs. I think it's so cool to be thinking about those. And in this case, yeah, I use the scroll wheel to to have it be the interaction mechanism for this piece of art really takes it to another level, I think. Also, I also like to have uh, this simple library to, um, yeah, it just works on CodePen and <laughs> it's easy to yeah. use. So that it, like, it takes down the, the time from, I don't know, idea to satisfaction <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe it's not the, the use friendliest thing <laughs> so you still have to uh, know shader stuff and right. i uh, i think i can also improve the, the documentation <laughs> yeah <laughs> right i wonder if you'll convert some of your your other ideas there's a lot of you know there's an awful a lot of shader based stuff that you've built that's not using this right yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I also uh, wrote another library which is called Glia, <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> like yeah, based on my name, but also based on GL. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and that was yeah. just like a precursor to yeah, the shader one. Just trying things out. So <laughs> I don't have an opinion which is which is a better approach. So like. <laughs> Both work fine. I um, I also did a third WebGL library, which which is called Magic Pixels, and uh, it was a, an approach to uh, to refactor how 3JS works. So like, uh, okay, build Whoa. some more complex geometries, uh, like uh, make up a sphere or make up uh, yeah, make up a box with uh, with many intersections and you can, you can then apply very much deformations on the, on the dice when you render this, this thing in 3D and also provides things like a perspective camera and uh, yeah, just see how, uh, how the 3JS thing was made and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah this, this was a magic pixel thing that I built. Wow. <laughs> So you're, you know, you're at least three helper web components deep, probably more than that. I like it though. There's, there's one like so. For example, that one of the, I think the, the pen that's kind of pinned on your profile is the state of my brain, which is a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like fractals and rainbows and uh, all kinds of stuff. And you can control it, which uh, is one of my favorite things on CodePen is when people <laughs> make di digital art and then give you controls. It looks like these controls you kind of built yourself rather than using that that GUI or knobs or anything. 
but it's great. So when you look at that now, would you be like, oh, I should I should rewrite that with my web component? No, I'm still still very happy with it. Uh, so the only thing, the, the state of my brain that time was, <laughs> there was a really mess going on in my brain. And <laughs> oh, it's and real I, art. It was really a reflection of how you were feeling yeah, at the time. Yeah, I, uh, I had a very difficult time back then. And uh, yeah, I also used writing this shader program to chill down, relax, and yeah, <laughs> so to, to go on. <laughs> wow. That's really meaningful, though. I mean, I don't. I know you probably don't want to think back on dark times, and I don't want to make you do that. But that's what art is, you know. Yeah. So that's it's beautiful in a way. Um, and then, and then, oh, here, oh gosh, there's so many of these that I just think are so beautiful. This, uh, uh, I, possibly my favorite. I don't know what attracts me to it so much, but there's this one called "Wandering Through a Generative Twilight Landscape," where the background is these. Um, you know, subtle gradients that are very calming. The whole thing is really calming, but the ground is, you know, very rough, but not, it's smooth, but has big bumps and hills and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of what I think of is WebGL pens is you're, you're flying through it. So you're like experiencing, there's, there's so many, uh, examples of this technology that's like that and i kind of love it you know like the way that you can experience this is like you're there and you're it's like there's a camera you know and the camera is moving through this space but it's clearly randomized or at least it seems like it is it's just so calming and good is there a story behind that one is there a story behind that one um um yeah i just wanted to try things out like um so um many of my pens just use this uh use a fixed geometry like uh just this rectangle filling up the the canvas and mm -hmm. this one was i think the first one where i did a bit more so like uh there are there's this um this plane with the uh, big bumps in it and with these deformations happening and mm -hmm. uh, with the animation, this wandering animation. And um, there's a second plane with this uh, sky animation. And yeah, this was the first one where I did a little more geometry in it. So like, not yeah, just that the makes plane. sense. <laughs> that there's like um, two different main animations happening and they're at different p places, but it all, you know, it all comes together in the end. Also, like, um, was a practice for, um, yeah, applying uh, animations to, to a geometry through this vertex shader. Like, um, yeah, this, this deformation, these bumps in this, this um, plane mm -hmm. are happening. Uh, they are not directly in the geometry. I don't um, change these um, bumps like this in the JavaScript code, I just use this uh, vertex shader for it, for randomizing, uh, for randomizing it. Yeah, and oh. applying these these deformations to the vertexes via this vertex shader, and yeah, that's a very performant way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, I yeah, bet, I bet. So like the yeah, it's not. It's not like you called math.random or whatever. It's the deformations are a shader as well. Yeah, it's all happening on the GPU, which makes it fast. Yeah. 
And these things are so fast. I know they're known for that, but it's really outstanding to see animation that's this complex looking. And, you know, computers never break a sweat. There's just something magical about the performance of it. I guess that's the the power of the GPU. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wonderful. And this, the black and white in this one just is so striking to me. It remind, it's like a you expect like a sandworm from Beetlejuice to come out or whatever, isn't it? Or a tent from the night circus. Uh, anyway, thanks for talking to me so much. I, you know, you should probably get back to some margaritas. You can hear them back there partying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for taking time to talk to me for Code Pen Radio. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, uh, really amazing creative stuff. Yeah, pleasure to talk to you. Wonderful. I, well, I hope we, we get to see each other at some point in this crazy world. That would be awesome to cross paths. Uh, uh, but again, take care. And any last words for the people of Code Pen? Yeah. Just remember to have fun, I think, <laughs> and relax. Relax and cold. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Okay. See you later. See you.